Get Up Nation. I hope you're enjoying the Get Up Nation podcast on www.anchor.fm. As a podcast host on over 20 platforms, I really enjoy how easy it is to use Anchor, how Anchor makes everything I need available in one place for free, accessible on your smartphone or desktop computer. Go to www.anchor.fm now. In case you didn't know, Anchor has creation tools that allow you to record and edit each episode. If you're concerned about the distribution of your hard work, don't sweat it because Anchor takes care of that too. If you're considering becoming a podcaster, I would highly recommend Anchor as your choice to begin sharing your content with the world. Get Up Nation. My name is Ben Biddick. I am the creator and host of the Get Up Nation podcast, where I serve individuals, organizations, and societies to develop and sustain resilience and perseverance. I'm the co-author of Get Up, The Art of Perseverance, with former Major League Baseball player and CEO of Ruron Living, Adam Greenberg. The Get Up Nation podcast is brought to you in partnership with GotYour6Coffee.com, where Navy veteran Eric Hadley is committed to serving first responders, veterans, and their families through a variety of nonprofit organizations. No stranger to adversity, Eric has fused necessity of coffee with his passion for public service. You're already purchasing coffee. Why not empower your coffee with purpose? Why not purchase coffee that not only has your six, but also has the backs of those who don a uniform of service for our communities and great country? Learn more about Eric and his freshly roasted award-winning coffee at GotYourSixCoffee.com. Welcome to this episode of the Get Up Nation podcast. Recently, I had the honor and privilege of speaking with Dr. Julie Gatza. Dr. Gatza serves as a health educator and is one of the nation's top chiropractic physicians with more than 20 years of clinical practice. A highly popular speaker, she has designed and presented hundreds of wellness workshops for both patients and practitioners, where she's addressed a wide range of health issues with a focus on the role that digestion plays in maintaining a healthy immune system. She can currently be heard on radio programs around the country in her capacity as national spokesperson for Nature Sources LLC, manufacturers of plant-based absorbate digestive enzymes, and distributors of Colorex Canada Care Herbal Supplements. I'm honored Dr. Gatsa has taken the time to share with Get Up Nation her insights into how we can effectively manage sugar cravings to keep our bodies resilient, healthy, and strong. Dr. Gatsa, welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for having me on your show, Ben. Absolutely. Such a pleasure to speak with you today. We're hungry to learn more about how we can navigate our health challenges successfully. Certainly, sugar cravings are one of these health challenges that we face. The average North American consumes roughly a half cup of refined sugar per day. The United States Department of Agriculture states the average American consumes between 150 to 170 pounds of refined sugar every year. This is associated with obesity, cardiovascular disease, joint inflammation, ADHD, and more. But still, we keep returning to these sugars. Why do we have these sugar cravings? Well, there's two reasons in general. One of them is just... uh lack of stable, good protein, vegetable diet, and eating on the fly, eating a lot of carbohydrates, eating things that you think, you know, fill you up, but really aren't terribly nutritious. And it messes up the chemistry of the body, in particular, the metabolism. And so when you start to feed yourself sugar, 
your body craves more sugar because it's the instant energy when it starts to dip low and you're hungry and moody and tired and you eat more sugar and it handles you for a temporary period of time. And that's that's the first sort of very common situation that can happen to any of us around the holidays or if we just don't really, you know, particularly start to put in a good diet. But the second one that people are very unaware of is you're supposed to have a normal balance of yeast in your digestive system and good bacteria. And they balance each other and it's a normal situation to have this balance beam of good bacteria and the yeast. What happens is when you wipe out the good bacteria with antibiotics, stress, surgeries, poor diet, the yeast overgrows and yeast is an actual live organism that needs sugar to survive. So we start to crave sugar. We think we have no more willpower. We don't know why when we've eaten a decent meal, we're still hungry for something sugary. And it's because the yeast, unbeknownst to us, is sitting in our digestive system screaming for sugar and carbohydrates, which turn into sugar, to survive. So how can we avoid this? What foods should we avoid? What foods should we eat to get a more balanced system? Well, the hardest way to do it and sort of, you know, you have to muscle it through is knock out all your sugars, knock out your carbohydrates, and start putting in a decent diet. The type that, you know, if you had a unhealthy two-year-old in your house and you wanted to get them healthier, you'd feed them a lot of protein, eggs, meat, fish, You'd feed them, you know, steamed green vegetables. You'd give them minimal fruit and lots of water. Now, we all know that's a smart way to eat and you can, you know, muscle yourself through it. But I have found that most people fall apart at some level and go, oh, I just can't stand it. I just need sugar. I feel so much better when I eat fruit, which is also a sugar. I have come across a product called Colorex and Colorex is actually a yeast killer. So what it does is it kills off the excessive yeast in your digestive system, rebalances this. Now, following a decent diet is a heck of a lot easier than trying to do it without it. I see. Some of the yeast that you've mentioned is Candida albicans. Can you tell us more about that? Yeah. Candida albicans is a normal occurring yeast in your digestive system, and you have a certain balance of it that everybody has. So when it gets imbalanced, you know, if you've just taken one round of antibiotics, it can wipe out the good bacteria and then the candida goes crazy. So they need to really be kept in check. Candida can cause so many darn symptoms with people that they're not aware of the real obvious ones that yeast problems would occur. And then ones that people aren't even slightly aware that could be, you know, due to the fact that you've got this overgrowth. What other physical symptoms does Candida albicans cause? Well, it can cause the known ones in females like yeast infections. It can cause jock itch. It can cause toenail fungus and things like that, which are the things that people go, oh yeah, all right, we do know something about that being associated. What we're not aware of is it can also cause itchy skin. It can cause brain fog. It can cause tiredness and sleeplessness. It can cause hormonal imbalance. It can cause weight gain and all sorts of skin conditions that people aren't aware of, along with the yeast infections and urinary tract infections. And it's the underlying cause of many, many people's problems. And they're throwing so many other things at it rather than just trying to balance what's happening with the gut. What is a sign that we have too much candida in our body? How can we be aware of it? 
I mean, the obvious would be if, you know, if you're a woman and you're having reoccurring yeast infections, okay, so that's, you know, something that's going on and you can try to handle it from the drugstore and there's many ways to sort of try to kill it, but they generally have a tendency to come back. I've had a number of patients that have had chronic urinary tract infections and when they took the Colorex, it's a one month, you know, handling and after that they stopped having them. So people can be tired and not think as great as they need to. And they blame a lot of this on age or, you know, all sorts of reasons that you want to blame something on. What I've found in 29 years of being a doctor is if you really balance your digestive system, you really get it working as efficient as it's supposed to be working. Now you have your health back and your energy and you lose weight and you have, you know, the ability to sleep and, and balance a lot of things in the body that you had no idea the digestive system imbalancing was causing. Can you tell us about the herb poropito found in New Zealand? How is this helping? So it's been around for thousands of years in New Zealand, and it only grows there. It's a plant that these tribes and New Zealanders from many years ago have known about, and it's a horopito plant, and they've put it into a capsule. And what it does is it actually helps to kill off yeast colonies. People who have been trying to handle yeast overgrowth in my practice for years, it's been sort of tiresome because they really do have to muscle it through and be perfect and they can't make mistakes. And, you know, over the years, I've kind of put a bubble on my practice for those patients because it's just such a long, arduous journey for them to really get this in balance. And when I found out about this Colorex, I've been successfully using this on patients for a long time now, and it's pretty much a 30-day handling, one capsule a day of taking this horopito plant, and the balance comes right back into normal. And this can happen, you know, if you had an ear infection as a, you know, a little kid, or you have children that have them and they have to go on antibiotics, what you do is you put them on this Colorex, and within 30 days, they have a normal situation that's back in balance, and you aren't disrupting what's happening for the future. Some of the people that we've had on the show who've talked about battles with cancer and have talked about how sugar in their diet can be very difficult for them as they faced cancer. And so they're told not to eat sugar. Do you have any expertise into that and why it's vital for people who are dealing with some forms of cancer need to avoid sugar? You know, the biggest one would be the fact that you're supposed to have a specific way that your chemistry works in the body. And your metabolism has a very specific way to make you the most efficient system that isn't, you know, having disease process and, and breaking down. So anytime that you put sugar into the body, you know, I'm not just talking the occasional. I'm talking when it becomes a habit and you're trying to, you know, eat healthy and you just can't do it. This sugar does disrupt how your normal chemistry is. And I always go back to this because people go, oh, that makes sense. You wouldn't give a two-year-old that's unhealthy, sugar. You wouldn't give them sugared cereal. You wouldn't give them Pop-Tarts and, you know, things like that. You want to reestablish what normal is and get them the most nutrients that they can have in their body at that time. So when a system is not working properly with cancer or viruses or any sickness or any, you know, thing that's unwanted, the best thing that you can do is get the sugars out because there's natural sugars in our food as it is. When we start putting in refined sugars as a food source or a solution to I'm tired or I just want it or I have no willpower, it does cause a disruption to what is normally supposed to be happening. And thus, you know, cancer feeds off of sugar, you know, cells that 
should be fed normally are now getting a different source of food that isn't proper for them. I see. You've developed five tips for people to help us get over our sugar cravings. Can we go into these five tips? It sounds like the first one is to curb sugar-hungry candida with yeast-fighting herbs. That's right. That would be take the Colorex. It's not a long-term situation. You take one month's supply, one of them a day. There is a bit of a yeast die-off that can sometimes occur where when I first started using this, some of my patients were saying, you know, I'm kind of headachey. I feel kind of draggy. And what happens is it goes in and starts killing the yeast and those yeast dying off can cause some unpleasant symptoms, but it doesn't last very long. And once you sort of start the die off, you start to have a system that has more energy. You're more alert, you're sleeping better, you stop the itching, the yeast infections start to subside. And, you know, you do want to do the, the full 30 day situation because it, it's set up for a 30 day process. I see. And then you also recommend that we eat smaller, more frequent meals. I mean, overloading your digestive system with a lot of food at once, it's not the best way to do it. We have a certain amount of food that we're able to digest at one time. So it's better to have, you know, frequent meals, you know, have an egg or two in the morning, have some chicken or fish at lunch, have a salad, you know, have a snack of something, you know, fruits or vegetables in the middle of the day. You know, when you're eating just a normal amount and not overpiling your plate, you'll find you have more energy. You don't need to eat such quantity and your body can process that food and utilize more of the nutrients each time you do that. I see. And then you also recommend using stevia in place of sugar. Will you share a little bit about that? Yeah. I mean, stevia is a decent sweetener. Not everyone loves the taste of it. So it's better if you also want to use, if you're not a fan of stevia because it's not a white pure cane sugar, you know, sources of fruit sugar or Honey would be better than, you know, using pure white sugar. And, you know, I live on this in this United States as well. And certainly there's plenty of things that come across our plate and daily and parties and everything that, you know, we have access to. So it doesn't mean never try it. It just means take a look at, you know, what are you doing each day? Are you just grabbing something because you're hungry and not thinking about it and trying to curb a hunger? Or are you actually putting something in that, Within 10 minutes, you're going to feel better, have more energy for a lot longer period of time, like some protein source, rather than eating, you know, chips or a piece of bread or, you know, something carbohydrate-y or, you know, sucking down a soda pop. And then you feel really good for a short bit, but you're going to crash again. Sure. Yeah. And that brings us to our next point that will help us overcome our sugar cravings is just tossing it out, just going through our kitchens and going through our pantries and, and removing snacks that are full of high fructose corn syrup. Just get them away from us so that when we do start to have some hunger or some interest in, in something to eat, that it's just not available to us. I mean, it's so smart. And, you know, we have a unique situation right now where most of us are having more time than we ever counted upon. We have to be cooking more than we did. And, you know, maybe we went on a little bit of a panic buy and bought a bunch of things that maybe weren't the best for us. But now that that's calmed down, we're not going out. We're not, you know, running to the store every single day. So we've got some time now to actually plan a little bit, put an extra 20 minutes into each meal, you know, freeze some things and pull them out in the morning and, you know, make that for dinner. And it's sort of a reset button. You can use this momentum in a positive way as compared to blaming it on, you know, you work too much or the kids have soccer and you have no time and 
You know, we've got this sort of unique situation to just rethink it. I look at it sort of like the Monopoly board has been tipped over and everyone now has to play and get along and play with the new rules. And quite frankly, these new rules aren't so bad. They sort of remind me of, you know, when I grew up where mom did stay at home and she did cook generally three meals. And we're sort of forced into this situation that we have a chance right now to, you know, feed our families healthier eat better ourselves and not just be so on the fly and using that as an excuse on why we can't, you know, do the right thing. Absolutely. I love it how people are really taking advantage of this, the situation of having more time on their hands, of of having more family connection, of really orienting ourselves to a new normal and really figuring out how do we want our lives to be going forward? And when we do have the luxury of going outside without a second thought, do we take time in our own homes and with our own families to really make those times healthy and connected and bonded and important. It's a beautiful thing as we can take something that is very challenging and at times disturbing into a positive that strengthens and connects us. I want to take us into your tip number four, carrying an emergency snack bag. Will you go into the value that that has? Yes. When I grew up, my mom really was the housewife and she raised five children and I always look back at what she always had available for us because she did do many correct things as far as that goes. And, you know, she always had carrots and celery cut up and sitting straight up or even laying down in a little bit of water. So when we opened up the refrigerator, there was always carrots and celery and some fresh vegetables ready to go. And it was all, you know, yummy and and delicious because she put it in water. We always had hard boiled eggs. And, you know, the hard-boiled eggs we used to put faces on so we could differentiate them from the ones that weren't cooked so we weren't <laughs> cracking, you know, raw eggs. <laughs> An egg travels extremely well. It's its own package. You can throw the peel away, eat the egg, and you are, feel totally satisfied with one egg for quite a number of hours, at least one or two. If you're going to eat nuts, I know the toasted and roasted nuts are the most yummy, but they're not the best for our systems. And one of the things that we've done for years is we take whole raw almonds, we put them in water overnight, let them sort of release their enzymes because nuts are good for us, but when we toast them, they aren't so great. But when you eat them raw and soaked in water and you dump out the water and rinse them, they travel well, they're snappy, you need less, and it's actually a nut that's good for you rather than grabbing you know, some peanuts and, and, and the other stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's great. And it's fun for the kids, too, to put those faces on the eggs and uh, <laughs> be a fun experience. Then. Exactly. <laughs> the final of the tips, number five, don't rush things. Quitting cold turkey is rarely a good idea. Exactly. Whatever day of the week that you're planning to do this, you know, take an assessment. What's in your pantry? What's grabbable? What are your kids eating for breakfast? You know, what are you relying on? Do you have, you know, secret stashes of sugars and and different things in your household, and can the kids get to all that stuff? And, you know, you can slowly start, you know, pushing it out. The other thing that I found is, you know, we all have kids of different ages, and adult kids or little kids. Why don't you bring them into the process of cooking? Whatever it may be, have them help with the preparation. Have them help to decide what wants to be made, and you'll find that they're a lot more apt to be eating the better food as compared to, you know, mom doesn't have time, go figure it out. I found that, you know, it it does take a little bit of time to do it. And, you know, crock pot cooking and cooking, you know, three times more than you thought. Now you've got, you know, another dinner or a lunch the next day. I mean, if you're, you know, a family of four and you cook four chickens for everyone, cook eight. 
you can make chicken salad. You can have cold chicken the next day. You can, you know, save the bones and make some soup. It's just little things that actually do save you a lot of money. And it's not a heck of a lot of more time to do it. And sometimes it's actually quicker to make a, a volume amount and, you know, get on the internet and look for recipes. They're everywhere. People are so savvy now on how to do things in a short period of time that, you know, if you have an interest in this area, you can get six great meals under your belt, write them down on a piece of paper. And when you're not sure what to make, take a look at that list and you go, oh yeah, you know, the family did really like this thing that I made. And, you know, if you can start it in the morning and by five, your dinner is done and you did nothing but throw it into a pot and turn on the crock pot. Yeah. Yeah. That's a beautiful thing. And it's a great example for the young people in the home to see, you know, parents who are being proactive about their health, who are understanding the importance of having nutrient dense meals and how it affects our health. And get it, it's basically, you know, training our young people to be invested in their own health and to proactively demonstrate ways where they can invest in themselves and in, in their families. It's a great way for them to learn responsibility, to learn accountability and to understand the importance of really taking care of themselves. And it's got to be satisfying for you as you look back at all that you've accomplished and you're sharing this knowledge with people so that they can live lives that are not you know, enslaved by this, this sugar craving, by these unhealthy behaviors that lead to such tremendous suffering, you know, joint pain, like you were saying, like obesity, uh, cardiovascular problems. It's got to be very satisfying for you as a physician to give this gift to people of understanding their health, of balancing the things that are happening in their bodies so that they can have a quality of life. Ben, it's absolutely true. And, you know, I've done this for 29 years and I really see such a change in people. And it happens in less than a 30-day period of time where, you know, they're less puffy, the circles under the eyes go, they're more alert, they're sleeping better, they're they feel younger. And, you know, I have a fair amount of older patients in my practice. And, you know, when you also teach your children you know, how to cook properly and, and that there is a bit of family time designated to cooking and that small talk and the little giggles and the, you know, maybe even quips that occur, you all start to, you know, work yourself around the kitchen and look forward to actually doing something together. And, you know, I have a 24 year old who was cooking when she was, you know, three years old and she's staying with us now. And it's such a pleasure to be back in the kitchen with somebody who enjoys it like I do. And we are just planning meals and showing off to each other. And we're not any gourmet cooks. We're just, we make good, you know, good plain food taste amazing without a lot of extra work to it. And, you know, I wish that everyone could have that opportunity because there is so much joy in, you know, making decent food and then watching others appreciate it. I think it's totally true that they say the kitchen is the heart of the home and definitely in that space, it's a place where we can experience, you know, magical moments where we really bond over, over our health. So I, I think that's fantastic. One of my last questions here is for the Colorex or the Horopito, is there any contraindications to that process over 30 days? You know, none that I have seen. I mean, you may feel just a little less than amazing the first three to four days, but recognize that it's not something wrong you do have to sort of get this stuff out and, you know, kill it off. So you, you are going to have a little bit of a, it's sort of a toxin, a poison that's really leaving the system. I haven't seen that taking this has caused problems with anybody. And boy, I have, you know, recommended this to a tremendous amount of patients, even ones that don't display necessarily the yeast type symptoms. It does reset the system. So, you know, even an athlete who 
you know, starts to have a couple of, you know, aches and pains or whatever, I ask, you know, when was the last time you were on antibiotics? And, you know, they'll give me some form of time from one year to 10 years ago. And I'm like, well, did you ever do anything to sort of reestablish normal? If they haven't, then, you know, get the Colorex, you know, get an extra couple because we're going to need an antibiotic in the future at some point. And right when it's done, start taking this and just make sure that the body is, you know, doing the best that it can. It saves so much money, time and, and angst because you've actually just done the right thing for, you know, something that went south and you had to handle with, you know, the, the medication. Right. That's great. Doctor, I always end my show with six questions to help my listeners understand the why within my phenomenal guests. Will you run through these six quick questions with me? Sure. All right, doctor. As you think back over your amazing career and all the people that you've helped, who are you thankful for today? The chiropractor that fixed my shoulder with no surgery when I was in high school. And from the moment he corrected what was happening within a week's time, I knew that's exactly what I wanted to do. So no matter what happened after that, I needed to be a chiropractor that worked just like him to actually handle a lot of the chronic problems that I've seen over the years. His name was Dr. Tom Pusateri. He's located in Illinois, and I can't thank him enough. That's great. And now that we've covered who you're thankful for today, what are you thankful for today? Today, I'm thankful for this reset. And people are recognizing that you do have neighbors and there are things to do outside. And it's time to invest in ourselves and our children and our families. And I'm thankful for the fact that everyone's become a lot more aware and you start to see a lot more positive things being done and said in social media because we have this opportunity to just take a look around and appreciate whom we are and our health if we have it and helping those that need the extra help where we have a bit more time to have some compassion. That's excellent. And doctor, how do you fuel the fire within you? Myself, it's mostly from others around me doing well. I, I, I live to help improve any situation that I walk into. Every time I do that, it makes me happy and glad for the fact of the knowledge that I have. Hmm. What is one thing adversity taught you to value? Persistence. If you didn't get it done the first time, it doesn't mean you can't keep trying. I would say that persistence is in my nature and so is patience for when it's not going as well as I actually intended it to do right from the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> and what are you doing today? You may have never thought you could. I get to do this. I love to impart my knowledge to more than just a one-on-one -on -one patient. I do a fair amount of lecturing, but speaking on the radio for me is such a joy because I, I really love what I do. I have so much information that people have, you know, raised their eyebrows and said, wow, thank you so much. And for me, this is, it's an honor to be able to reach a, a bigger group than I've been able to with a one-on-one -on -one situation. That's great. And what will you do tomorrow that you may have never thought you could? You know, I think the sky's the limit on that one. <laughs> I, I don't have a, a bucket list, but I certainly know that I have a lot more opportunities than I ever thought I did, and I plan to take it as it comes. Excellent. All right, Doctor, how can people learn more about you and your amazing work? They can look at the website, which is naturesources.com, and they can read about the Colorex and how to take it and any other questions that they didn't get answered from us today. Or they can call the 1-800 number, which is one 800 827-7656. And if they remember to use the code radio, they can ask for 20% off their first order. 
Excellent. Excellent. Can't wait to offer that to GetUp Nation so that they can make sure that they're experiencing and maximizing their health. Thank you for the gift of giving that to us today, doctor. Thank you for being a guest today. Hey, thanks a lot, Ben. I appreciate you.